Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, May 25th. I need to start this with, uh, you know, I don't know if it's an apology, an excuse, uh, an explanation. You take it whichever way you want to do it. So uh, this last weekend, uh, Thursday to last night, I was out of town. Uh, My daughter, Molly, graduated from college back a couple weeks ago, and she and I went on a vacation together to celebrate that, and it was wonderful. And it's why I dropped uh, two Thursdays and Fridays uh, podcasts, both early on Thursday. I got them out, but even on the Friday one, I said, don't worry, one's coming on Monday. It'll come, but it'll be late. Well, here's said explanation, excuse, apology. I had every intent to uh, put it out last night when I got home, and I totally spaced it, 100%. And uh, that's the first time that's ever happened. I've missed other days, but that was on purpose. Last night was the first time I ever missed just because I missed. And so if you were hanging on every word that I've said and were just waiting, well, you know, one, I can get you a name of a good psychologist. But two, uh, my apologies. Uh, We're back, though. This is episode 301. And uh, we're back in business, and we are back in ordinary time. I hope you had the best Pentecost. I hope right now you and I and all of creation uh, are filled with God's spirit, that spirit that we celebrated on Sunday, because that's the best. God's continuing presence in our midst, in your midst, in my midst, uh, his gift to us, the paraclete. Uh, And so... um, Let's uh, let's go through ordinary time. So uh, we are on the eighth week of ordinary time. Uh, you may be thinking, why on earth are we starting with the eighth week of ordinary time? Because if you recall, after the Christmas season back in January, we started with the first week of ordinary time had, well, a number, probably six to seven at that point, uh, seven weeks of ordinary time before Lent started on Ash Wednesday, and we've been in what they call privileged time since Ash Wednesday all the way till today. And uh, and so we're back in ordinary time. Ordinary does not mean blasé. Ordinary does not mean, uh, you know, boring. It means this is where life is lived. All that stuff that we learned in those high moments of Easter, of resurrection, Life isn't lived on that mountaintop. It's wonderful. We need them. They keep us going. We need our birthdays and celebrations and feast days. But life is lived in the day-to-day. And that's where we're back in now, in the day-to-day. And we're going to be in this day-to-day for a long time till Advent. We're going to have feasts along the way, including this weekend. But, um, But during our weekdays now, for the most part, we're in the big, uh, um, schedule, calendar of ordinary time. Boy, that was a long explanation to get us started, huh? Okay, Mark chapter 10, verses 28 to 31. That'll make up for my long-winded intro, a short gospel. Mark 10, 28 to 31. Let's break open God's word, huh? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Peter began to say to Jesus, we have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel 
who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. But many that are first will be last and the last will be first. My friends, the gospel of the Lord Pray to you, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I want to start, as odd as this may sound, we just read this gospel, which was wonderful, but I want to start with the last two verses of the first reading, and you'll see why, at least if I do this well, you'll see why. If I don't do it well and you don't get it, well, blame the guy talking. Um, so the first reading is a book of Sirach. Sirach is a bunch of uh, like little uh, wisdom writings, almost, you know, little, you could get them inside of fortune cookies because really fortune cookies these days don't give fortunes. They just give, you know, little tidbits of wisdom out. Yeah, that's another reflection for another day. Um, but, but, <laughs> for those My Cousin Vinny fans out there, uh, verse, uh, so Sirach 35 verses like 11 to 12 say this. For the Lord is one who always repays, and he will give back to you sevenfold. But offer no bribes. These he does not accept. Trust in sacrifice of the fruits. Trust not, excuse me, trust not in the sacrifice of the fruits of extortion. For he is a God of justice who knows no favorites. Now, I think anybody listening to those little bits of wisdom from Sirach would be like, well, of course, that's, that's wonderful. I don't know anybody who says, you know, I'm pro-extortion. I'm looking for the extortion party because I, I really want to, you know, give some money to it. And I, I want to put a sign in my front yard, uh, you know, vote pro-extortion. I, I just don't know anybody that does that. I mean, who, so clearly there might have been some people in the day of Sirach who, who did that. And extortion... Obviously, it's about it's about power, right? Extortion is about who has the power and who doesn't. Uh, usually done in a in a manner of uh, monetary, but not necessarily always. It is about power and control. And if I have power over you, uh, I can force you to do something. And and what I think Sirach is saying here again, I, I don't want to say that I know. But, but I want to go back and read it. For the Lord is one who always repays, and he will give back to you sevenfold. But offer no bribes, meaning to God, not to other people. I don't think he's talking about I think he's talking about God. Offer no bribes, those he does not accept. Trust not in sacrifice of the fruits of extortion, meaning we are not to extort God. For he is a God of justice. We just got to trust that. God knows what's right, and he's going to do it, and he's going to repay. And he knows no favorites, but he's not going to be bribed, and he's not going to be extorted. We're not going to have the upper hand on God. Does that make sense? Hope it does. Because now I want to fast forward now back to our gospel. Because I think it's kind of what Peter's doing here. Uh, now, again, our first reading and second reading aren't picked to go together. Uh, and so it's just happy coincidence that those readings land on each other. Let me give a little background of our gospel today. Uh, this is the one where the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and says, Lord, uh, tell me what I must do to inherit, to possess, to buy, basically, uh, eternal life. 
And Jesus, you know, says, well, why do you call me good? There's only one that's good that's God alone. Uh, he says, you know the commandments. Well, and, and the, the rich young man says, well, I've, I've kept all these from, from early on. He said, ah, one thing only you lack. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come follow me. And the man went away sad because he owned many possessions. It's interesting. He owned many possessions, but really possessions owned him, right? Because he couldn't do it. And, um, and uh, Jesus says, you know, ultimately, uh, how difficult it is for the rich to get into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, it's easier for a uh, camel to pass through the eye of a needle uh, than, than the rich to get into heaven. Well, of course, in that society, the rich were thought of as blessed. They, thought, they were thought to be the ones that were closest to the kingdom of heaven. So it says everybody was astonished. You know, and said, how, well, how, how can we be saved? And, and Jesus says, you know, um, uh, for God, you know, for humanity, this is impossible. For God, all things are possible. That wonderful line. Oh, wonderful line. So that's where this takes up. So it gives a little more background of what Peter's saying. Peter's saying, oh, man. We're all in trouble. The rich can't get in. We're, we're in big trouble. So then he looks at, at Jesus and says, um, but we've given up everything and followed you. Okay? We, we've done it, right? You, you told him to give up everything, sell everything and follow you. We did that. So in effect, he's saying, we did our part. Now what's in it for us? You see why I started with that extortion line? Maybe extortion is strong. Uh, word. I mean, it was used in Sirach, but maybe bribe. Okay, we've done our part. We're in a quid pro quo relationship. We've scratched your back, Jesus. Now you got to scratch ours. What's in it for us? I mean, make no bones. That's what he's saying. He's asking that question. And you know what? I can't dog Peter for that. Because had I been there, probably asking the same question. In fact, I wonder if we all ask that same question now. I don't think Peter, I I think Peter speaks for a lot of us in a lot of ways. We may do it in Midwestern nice language, but I think Peter speaks for a lot of us. And we say, I've done this for you and and quid pro quo stuff. I've scratched your back. I've given to the poor. I've, I've given my life in service to the church. I, I help that old lady across the street. I, I, I tithe, uh, you know, at, uh, at church. I, uh, I'm, I'm working in a nonprofit over here. I, I've, I've helped raise these children as best I can over here. All good stuff, by the way. All great stuff. Keep doing it. But if we're doing it in an extorting way and in a way that is asking our backs to be scratched. I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be disappointed, brothers and sisters, because then we get into a power control game with God. And God, he always repays. He's a God of justice, but he's not going to accept bribe. See, he doesn't want us to get into that extortion game. So Peter says, we have given up everything and followed you. And Jesus says, listen, listen. I'm going to go back to almost what Sirach says. There is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father, children, lands. There's no one who's given you any of that stuff up for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age. Houses and brothers and sisters and mother and children. You're going to get tons more than you gave back. 
in, in the very thing that you did. Oh, yeah, persecutions, they're going to be there too. Um, and you're going to gain eternal life. But, but, but then he says, you know, at the end, many, were, many that are last first will be last and the last first. I mean, that whole idea that even if we are giving things up in order to gain an edge on God, so God has to do something for me, we're playing that bribery game, that quid pro quo game. And really what this invites us to is all good spirituality does. And Jesus was, of course, the best spiritual teacher. All this does is it takes us inside and says, what's going on within? Where are these actions coming from? Why do I make the choices I do? Brothers and sisters, that quid pro quo idea, that bribery idea, that I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, that power and control thing, it's the air we breathe. It, it, it's the way of the world. Remember we talked about the way of the world last week? That's the way of the world. And what Jesus is trying to do is shake us out of that and say, do you know what? All that stuff, that's wrong. I mean, even that last line, the last who are first, or the many who are first will be last and the last first. If we say, okay, you know, this is how this operates in this, in this, this is kind of weird. It's backwards in, in the Jesus, uh, you know, a- economy of Jesus and, and in, in the economy of God. Okay, I've got to be last and then I'm going to be first. And so I'm going to go to the last place only because, again, I'm more worried about me and I want to be first. And so I'm going to be last because I can get an edge on, on everybody else. I'm going to question your and you should question my uh, agenda if that's what's driving us. Because again, it's about me. Brothers and sisters, this invites us to look in and say, what drives our decisions? Is it trust that our God repays? Our God sees what God sees. We're not using it to, to get our back scratched or, or, or anything else. We're called to, and, and listen, Peter and the disciples, they deserve credit here. They did give up everything. They gave up their, their careers, fishing or, or tax collecting or, or whatnot. And they did follow him. And, and in Peter's case, we know at a minimum he left his, his wife, not, not left her, left her, and say, hey, you know, that's great. Let's all go do that. No, I mean, he left those he loved and said, hey, I'll be back, but this is going to take me away for a while. Um, and, uh, and, and in that sense, I mean, he really did, and they really did. Are we willing to lay as much on the line as they did? Bless them, bless them, but not doing it in a way that's saying, look what I'm doing for you, God. Aren't I good? And aren't I deserving? Grace is grace. Because of that, it's grace and it's undeserved. It's not earned. It's not extorted. It's not bribed. So what's going on within? God knows. God knows. And I think this shows the economy of God, which is goodness. Uh, virtue is its own goodness, right? Virtue carries its own its own reward. Um that uh, because we are living in that economy of God, in that, in that world, and we see and feel the effects of what goodness for its own sake feels like. Every one of us here have, have felt that, and we know that. It's just reminding ourselves, okay, stay out of the way of the world. Let's stay in this way, which is the economy of God. Talked long enough. Let's pray, huh? And so, gosh, what are we on? I don't even remember. I think we're on the sorrowful mysteries. I'm going to go with that. Um, Okay. 
Let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The uh, second, because it's a Tuesday, <laughs> the second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Bless you all, my friends, on this Tuesday, and uh, look forward to us being back together again tomorrow. God's peace.